you know, it's kind of hard for us to navigate through this life without seeing. And vision is like this. Vision is like a, uh, a softball being hit in the air. And the thing is, uh, I've, I've shared this before, but I see perfect out of my right eye. I, if I close my, my right eye, y'all all are blurred. Uh, but I don't need glasses. I passed the driver's test because I have perfect peripheral vision. Um, and I can see every line on the driver's test, like to the bottom, on the right side. <laughs> if they flick it on the left side, I can't see no words. But I can see all the colors, and the, I can see the blinking lights. So I always get my license. I'm, I'm, I'm legal. But how that affects my sight is, is depth perception. So, you know, you got two-dimensional, three-dimensional, just how I actually see. So sometimes things are further than they appear, <laughs> you know, or is this? things are closer than they appear. So a lot of times things are really closer than they appear. So I actually play, of course I play basketball, I play college basketball, but I actually played baseball in high school. Um, and so when I first started playing, I played shortstop because I liked action, but every once in a while because of my speed, they would throw me out in center field. And when he threw me out, this person would hit the ball in center field. And uh, this is not an exaggeration. I don't think I ever missed a catch, ever. But all the catches were spectacular catches. Like barely sliding in and catching the ball on the ground, running and barely getting the ball. And the coach would be like, man, you give me heart attacks. I didn't make spectacular catches because it was a great feat because they hit the ball and I stretched with all. No, I have poor death perception. I had poor death perception. So when the ball was hitting the air, as a good center fielder, you're supposed to jump on the ball so you could, you could meet it. Well, I couldn't jump because I didn't know where it was at. So I would be standing there and everybody would be like, Keith, move, 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 it's coming down. And I just, I couldn't move because I didn't know where the ball was coming. So as it got closer, I knew where it was at, so I would react late. I would catch it, because I was fast enough to get to it, but I was late. So if you don't know baseball, you'd be like, man, wait, he makes some special catches. But if you knew baseball, you'd be like, that fool waited to the last minute, waited to the last minute to meet the ball. Well, what happens is as the ball got closer and closer, it got clearer and clearer. That's how vision is. As it gets closer, as you get closer and closer to it, it gets clearer and clearer. At first, you just see a piece of it or part of it. Some people stay stuck in that part for the rest of their life. You know, that's why they get depressed and frustrated, or why they get defensive when people are trying to stretch them and challenge them, or why they run and try to manipulate around things, or they try to use the excuse that I've never done this before, so that means I don't have to do it now, right? People do that because it ain't all clear, and it's, it's intimidating when it's uncertain. And so a lot of times people would only want to be a part of something when it's certain or if it's clear. But a lot of times it gets clear as you take the step. The rest of the information is as you take the step, right? See, 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 uh, we talked about this earlier today. Abraham got all the information after he took the step. He took his son to be sacrificed. Otherwise, he wouldn't have found out God had a ram provided for him. Right? Isn't that true? 
like, like, like no one had been resurrected when Jesus was here. Right? Had died and been resurrected. So it's not like he had a reference material. But he had to take the step and he was going to discover something he hadn't seen before. Okay? So vision is like a softball. As, as you get closer, it gets clearer and clearer. It's, as you get closer, it gets clearer and clearer. So there's a scripture we always reference here, and for the sake of time, we don't have to go there, but 1 Corinthians 13, 12, hopefully like last week, you're taking notes. So you can search the scriptures and see if this is so. So 1 Corinthians 13, 12, it says, it says now you're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. So it's not clear yet. It says, now you know in part, but then you'll know even as you're known by God, right? And I gave you, you know, if you, if you, you know, some of y'all, as you reference and you're studying things out, the Amplified is a great version, but it, the Amplified says, we're looking in life as in a riddle or an enigma. Think about it, something that's a riddle is not clear. You, you got to figure it out, right? It says, it says, a dim reflection of reality. So, so, it says, it says, but then you'll see in full or true reality, right, it, things will get clearer as you get closer. So everybody, when you get birthed into life, you don't know, listen, the reality is, you don't know your future. And even if you have an indication of what you purpose to do, you don't know how it's exactly going to play out. Even when I walked down the aisle with this lady, we, we met, five months later we engaged, five months later we got married. I didn't know exactly, I knew we were supposed to be together and I knew God had a purpose for us, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to play out. Even when God showed us we was going to pastor, I didn't know exactly where, and then even when he said North Carolina, I didn't know exactly where, and even when he said Charlotte, still didn't know how it was going to play out. Uh, giving somebody uh, the information to, you know, the the timeline, the vision, the uh, all our position descriptions, stuff like that, because we're revamping some things for next year. But what I left in there, I didn't realize I left in there about the church plant outline. It was a two-year timeline, two-year plan. But if you look through it, and I'll walk you through it, it didn't go exactly that way. So I wrote it down as clear as I saw it. And moved on. No, look, God didn't give me all the information I wanted. He gave me what I needed. Oh, Y'all see the Matrix, remember? He walked in to see the Oracle. The Oracle was like representing God. And, and when he walked in, he said, he, he grabbed her hand, he said, I ain't the one, am I? He says, he, she, she says, uh, uh, you said it. She never said he wasn't the one. She said, you said it. She gave him the information he needed, and she told him, she's going to have a choice. you got a choice to either protect, uh, I know I'm doing a movie, but it, protect Morpheus. Morpheus means change. Or protect Trinity. We already know what that represents. But she gave him the information he needed to discover he was the one. But she never gave him the information he thought he needed. Well, I just need to know him. I don't want or not, so I can just be the one. No, no, he would have never been the one if she told him he was the one. She, he was only going to be the one if she gave him the information for him to discover it. See, God gives us enough, we have enough information to discover what we need. See, when you discover it, 
it, it, it, you need your heart to discover it. If somebody just gives you the information, you don't need to use your heart, and you may participate in it for a while, but it won't stick. Right? All right, so, 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 so we see it in part, uh, as it gets closer, it gets clearer. Uh, the scripture also says in uh, Proverbs 28, let's go there real quick. Talking about vision. Because that's where our frustration, you ever like invest your time doing something and then all, only to find out, man, I should have been doing something else. You feel, I, I wasted all this time, you know. And hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll avoid some of those traps through, uh, through what we're going to talk about here. Uh, hold on a second. I think I gave you the wrong chapter. 29, chapter 29, verse 18. I was about, that's it. I was about to give you 28, 19, which would have been wrong. 2019. Look, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And he's like, how does that tie to the law? Fixed principles with the laws mean. It says, Where there's no vision, people perish. Uh, another version says, Where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. I, so he's talking about this this morning, how there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace and broad way that leads to destruction and how that narrow way has, has boundaries. So if I'm, if I'm in this path and I have to stay within this path to fulfill my purpose, anything outside of this path is going to be dangerous for me. So, so, so guess what? I'm restricted. I'm under the control of the path. Literally. Because, but, but, and, 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 and there's restraints. These boundaries are restraints. It says, hey, hey, all right, don't go that way. You know, uh, uh, remember the game? Uh, some of y'all don't know this, never even seen this game in your life. Some of the older people know Operation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might remember you had to go uh, take out the vital parts, but if you touch the sides, <laughs> right, it would just go off, right? So you lose, you had to, you know, drop the heart back in there, <laughs> right? Right? It was teaching you precision. You had to go in and accurately take out what was vital. Without touching the sides. <laughs> did you get that? Did you get that? All right. All right. So, so, so this says without vision, without the, the, the boundaries of the electronic shock, we'll cast off restraint. We'll just be all over the place. Thinking that everything we do will, be, will lead us to life and peace as opposed to the narrow way. Right? Proverbs, that's Proverbs 29, 18. Now, Hosea 4. Hosea. Hosea, it's uh, somewhere around uh, 1100 and... All right, so page 1099, uh, chapter 4, verse 6, <laughs> chapter 4, verse 6, 
It says, uh, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God, I will also forget thy children. So this says, we're destroyed for lack of, lack of knowledge. That one says, if we don't have vision, we will perish. Like if we can't see something. So God is trying to afford us the knowledge to be able to see. Now, now uh, someone asked me this question this week, but I was, was already going to discuss it. So when you think about vision, you think about how, like, how, okay, vision, how's God's vision? So you have this natural man that's living a certain life, and then you have this spiritual man, right? And so this natural man is navigating through everyday life and making decisions, you know, choosing uh, jobs, filling out resumes, uh, getting degrees and things like that. So, you know, exp take advantage of which, whatever you afford it. You know, I, I've been trained as a crisis intervention, hostage negotiator. I've been trained uh, in code enforcement. You know what? Every job I took, whatever training they offered, I took. But I wasn't taking the training because that was going to fulfill my life. I was taking the training because it, I, it was available. <laughs> I'm here. It's available. You, you can send me anywhere. Yeah, hey, we need somebody to go to another state. Hey, we need somebody to go across town for a whole week to do training. I just, I, that's, that's me. Now, so, so, so I said that to say because we need some knowledge, right? So practically what we're going to find out is this, this is a way to, to line up vision. Uh, where are you going to be with God next year? What's going to be your walk with God, your relationship with God? How are you going to connect with God? How are you going to improve your time with God? How, how, how often will you go to discipleship class and Wednesday uh, uh, service, uh, guy talk, girl, whatever, you know, uh, study, read, uh, you know, uh, re-up your how many chapters you read in a day, whatever the case may be. Where are you going to be with God? Where's your anointing going to be in the presence of God? Like, will God be around you? Or will God be running from you? Will church just be your filling station? Or will you be actually uh, pouring into the filling station so somebody else can get some gas? Spiritual gas speaking. All right. All right. So, so then, then uh, if you're married, like where, where will you be in your marriage, in your covenant? Right? How is it specifically? Because, I mean, it's not a finished product. Some people will be in covenant. Uh, coming up in 2000. That's the goal. The goal is to be in covenant. I, I ain't saying no names. I'm just throwing that out there, you know. I so, uh, I so, 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 or how will you prepare yourself for a covenant? <laughs> you know what you want, but are you what they want? Right? So we got that? All right, so then, 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 then now you got your, or your, you know, of course, if you got your children, your media family and stuff like that. So where, where, who, what are you believing for your family? Uh, and then your extended family, friends, and loved ones. What are you believing for them? So you got, where are you going to be with God? Where are you going to be in your covenant? Where are you going to be with your family, extended family, friends, and loved ones? Now, you notice all those are not about you. So, so, so God's vision is about the people we're supposed to impact, right? The last thing is the desires. 
Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. So, so what are your desires? What are you believing for? It could be house, car. It could be whatever. But see, God's cool with, he says, I give you richly all things to enjoy. You delight yourself in me. I give you the desires of your heart. He just don't want the desires to become your God. But he, he wants you to have things. I'm not like, you know, I'm thinking about things for my grandchildren. I'm thinking about some things for um, um, some different people. Uh, I already got something set up for Marcus. Like Mar me and Marcus left the church. Marcus always here. I'm not saying there's other people that don't do a lot here. But can we just start with at least that guy right there? That guy's always here. She said he has a bed in the back. Uh, he's going to take over the Air Force area, you know what I'm saying? There's a kitchen and everything over there. We're going to come see Marcus' car parked out there, you know, see smoke coming out the chimney, you know, cooking some biscuits. Um, but so, so, so we're thinking about just because we love Marcus, what to give him? We already thought about what to give him. I, so, so, but that's not just, that's not, that's not like, because we were under obligation the things he's doing he does for the Lord he's not looking for anything but it's just out of so God is doing stuff for us because he loves us like my grandkids uh, she, she found a receipt recently my granddaughter went out with me to the store and she said babe like I saw like uh, uh, then we went to the store to get food and some mint she says, I saw like uh, little girls' uh, jeans and stuff like that on the receipt. Like, what did y'all do out there? I said, well, you know, she, she said, Grandpa, could you buy me these, you know? Come on, man, you know? <laughs> what, what could you do, you know? I mean, <laughs> she trained them, too. She trained the other one that way. Grandpa, could you buy me these? So, but, what I, but I just did that because I love her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still require things of her. I still challenge her. I still stretch her. Uh, stretch her. I did that because I love her. Yeah. You understand? Because what? I love her. God just loves us. Yeah. He just wants us to have stuff because he loves. That's why if God has put you in a position where you can afford, enjoy it. Don't be feeling bad. Hey, show, show people how much God loves you. Alright, so 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 these are the things that we want to line up. Now, another component, I'm giving you the components of this vision. So we we got a, a format of the vision. Where you gonna be with God, covenant, uh, family, extended family, friends and loved ones, your desires. Okay, but God has given us something to manifest because vision needs provision. Not not just not just money but people and, and building all types of stuff so what God gives you is what's called precious seed see when you, you, you have a vision you have a, 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 a conglomerate or whatever you want to call it uh, you, you, you need people with ideas innovations but you need them to, to, to sow into your vision. Well, guess what? You reap that harvest when you sow your ideas into a vision. If you hold on to all your, because your, that's your precious seed. Right? That's your, go to Psalm uh, 120, 126, I believe it is.
Because we want our, we, we're trying to get to our dreams, right? And it, which is, you know, another uh, version of vision. You know, it's either open vision or night vision. Dreams are either open vision or night vision. You know, when you see stuff during the day, that's, that's an open vision. Like you go into a trance. A night vision, of course, that's when you sleep. We just call them dreams, okay? All right, so uh, uh, start with verse 1. It says, when the Lord turned again our captivity, our bondage, uh, the captivity of Zion, we were like them that, what? Dream. Now, now, now he's breaking down after that how they were. He says, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. So he says we were like them that dreamed. And he said, and how we operated. Ooh. Yeah, Lord blessing me. No, no. He said we were so excited. Our tongues filled with laughter. Like, like we, we <laughs> whoa, whoa. Like, you know, it was just like, it was so exciting what God was doing. He said even the people that watch it, man. That's one of them children of God again. Lord, just keep blessing them. Every time I turn around, they're getting blessings. Right? That's what it says. Because this all ties into to vision. Because you have to see this, right? And then verse 3, it says, the, no, verse 4, it says, Turn again our captivity, O, uh, o Lord, as the streams in the south. So he's saying, we experience this. We're asking you to experience it again. Right? He says, then, then, it, then he broke down how this, how this happens, how this dream takes place. It says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. It says, he that goeth forth weeping, bearing what? Precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So it's saying that, hey, I want, I, I want things flipped again. Where do I begin? Begin with the seed that's in you. What's precious to you? Have you sown it into the kingdom? To reap a harvest of much more than that. Right? Or have you, or have you hoarded it as if God has no more than just that precious seed, that precious idea? And some of us have been sitting on an idea for like 40 years. When it was never, it was supposed to be for the kingdom. But we don't want to release it because we think God got one idea. I remember uh, I was uh, at a ministry and um, first revelation I ever got was uh, heaven and earth. No, that wasn't the first. Galatians was first. But this one was like, I, ain't never, I had never heard it. Nobody never taught it. I was like, one day. When I'm on a big platform, I'm going to teach this thing, man. Yeah. Put this thing up. <laughs> ain't nobody know about this. Man, I sat in the service one day. This man of God comes from Chicago and starts teaching. He taught the revelation word for word. I'm sitting there going, how is this possible? I don't even know this guy. How could he be sharing something God gave me? God said, well, no, 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 no. I gave it to you as a seed. You didn't sow it, so I gave it to somebody that would. You holding on to that? He said, Keith, I have much more than that. I just gave, yeah, it's precious to you. Give it up and watch what I got for you. 
from that day forward, I could be at the mall. God give me something I ain't never taught ever before. I'd be like, hey, 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 guess what I heard from God? The person can take it, go preach across the world with the revelation for all I care. I sowed my precious seed, and I know God, there's a harvest coming. See, see, that, that's hard for people to do. Everybody's hoarding. And then, but, but they're looking for fulfillment. Amen, Tatum. <laughs> yeah, I hear you back there. But the... All right, so, 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 let's see. So your, I, your ideas today could be your precious seed. You sow into the kingdom and reap a harvest of your own tomorrow. Uh, there was another uh, idea I thought of. Uh, came up with this program. I was, I was trained as a personal trainer. It's another trainer. Actually, a job that I didn't like sent me to the training. The training had nothing to do with my job. I was working in corrections. And I was sitting in there going, have these people lost their mind? Why would you send me to a place where I can learn how to start my own business as a personal trainer and you want me at the job? They obviously didn't know what the training was about. And so I came up with the idea for what was called at the time the Airs program. Hooping expression in a royal rap session. So we did, well we did it, we did uh, we worked on fundamentals. We did a rap session where we talked about God and the things of life. And then we also did, uh, uh, you know, we played and worked on their games and stuff like that. Um, and so I, I, was, I was solicited in like Carnegie Foundation and JCPenney and all of them because I was thinking about just making a nonprofit. Then I was thinking, well, maybe it should be profit. And I was just stuck. I was stuck for, for some years. And I said, Lord, what's the, why can't I break through? He said, I never gave you that for you. I gave you that for the kingdom. I gave you that for the church. So I sat down and talked to the pastor. I said, well, I said, listen, to be very honest, I'm not really, I can care less about profiting. I just, this is something I love to do. I said, I said, matter of fact, we could do it at the church. You could have it. He said, now let me sit down and talk to you. He says, I couldn't tell you this before because your thought would have been like he trying to take my idea. So I was stuck. But we've always had a vision for doing something like this. So when you mention it, I just couldn't say nothing. He says, but up to this point, you, he put a dot. He put a big circle and he put a dot. He said, that dot is you and your anointing against the world. He said, then he put another circle around. He said, that's the body of Christ. Then he put a circle around there, that. He says, that's God. He said, when you attach your anointing to the, to the, the body of Christ, no, not the body of Christ, to the congregation. He said, now you have the corporate anointing backing you on what you're doing. But the corporate anointing is connected to the body of Christ. Now you got the body of Christ backing you. He said, the body of Christ is connected to God himself. He said, so now you have all this pushing everything you're doing, not just you on an island with your own anointing. And so I sold that precious seed. We did that program for 13 years. It evolved into the Airs sports program where we did a uh, uh, track and field and we also did uh, football so what we would do is we would come in had a speed and agility guy they sold their speed agility business into the airs program and so we did all speed and agility for all three sports then we did a rap session for all three sports and I brought in different uh, athletes uh, professional athletes to speak to them 
for all three sports and then we would split up into the individual sports. Did it for 13 years. It was called what? No, but what was the actual name? The air, the, the what? What's the name of the church? So we sowed a precious seed and we reaped the harvest of heirs, Christmas in the church. Which is what we were purposed to do in the first place. It wasn't purposed to do a basketball program forever. Alright, so. Yeah, so that's it. I never heard that. The Lord told me that. All right. So, all right. So, 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 so this is the thing. Um, my wife made a comment last week, and she was saying when we was at the last church, we just we was there for eighteen years. We served faithfully for eighteen years, and she says she says we just got lost in serving, which is true. Like like interview anybody you think of that you know no he, he he went to the church and Isaac went to the church but you could just randomly run into somebody that comes to visit and just ask them I never talked about pastor what I'm saying is like I wasn't spending my time man I can't wait till I'm pastor no 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 if you started talking about pastoring hey when you gonna start your own church I changed the topic and wouldn't even bring it back up again it didn't, you know, there's one particular person, I just talked to him this week, he's be out here to visit. He would just constantly, man, so when you going, I said, listen, man, I'm, right now, I'm faithful in this, this division right here. I'm not focusing on what I'm supposed to do. So, 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 that's, because I didn't want nobody, when I end up doing what I'm supposed to do, focusing on themselves. I wanted them focusing on being faithful too. Because that's how people get their wrong. You're faithful, faithful, full of faith, all in, and another man's, God will give you your own. So, 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 so God is building your vision as you get lost in faithfulness in another man's. God is building your vision as you, listen, listen. The Bible says the children of the world are wiser than the children of light. Because they operate in this principle all the time. Man, go through, yeah, all these, you know, these guys, they watch sports all the time. And some guys watch sports and pay attention and some of them don't. But you'll look at these different people who, uh, I remember uh, the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl. Mike Holmgren was the coach. Well, he actually was on the staff of, of uh, San Francisco 49ers who won Super Bowls. So he was faithful in helping somebody else win the Super Bowl. He ends up getting a head coaching job and he wins the Super Bowl too. Mike Shanahan was on that staff too. He ends up winning the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, Y'all, we, we know the people that watch sports, New England pitchers that win the Super Bowls, but Belichick was on the staff. The Giants. You see, you see, so they operate in these principles all the time. Faithful in another man's. Doing it, just making sure they sow and help somebody else win at their level, and then they're released into their own, and they win at that level because they've already had their vision built. They've seen it to completion. See, they've seen it to completion, so when they get their own, they just follow it to completion. You see, but if, if, but if, but if, if the freelance drive-by person never really seen something finished, so they can only go so far before they start to choke because they've never been all in. 
even when they've been in, they've always had their eyes on their own thing. So they are we there yet? Is that enough? Are we there yet? Is that the whole time they're participating? Are we there yet? Is that enough? Are we there yet? Is that enough? Are we there yet? Is that enough? Almost like a broken record. When when you're faithful in another man's, you may be saying, "Are we there yet?" Focusing on the vision you're participating in, not looking to leave. And when I say looking to leave, I'm not. People have to go on and do their. That's not what. I didn't say it for somebody to say you you're you're like a handcuffed to a pew or something like that. That's not that's not what I meant. We got some people here going to, going to uh, get into ministry and stuff like that. So this is this. We'll talk about that later. That's not what I'm, that's that's not what I meant. What I meant is when you're participating the whole time you're there, you're playing off of you. You're not all into giving you like in a marriage. Like I got to be all in. I can't be the whole marriage testing. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how this works. Like I'm not really giving you all of me just in case it don't work out. So so guess what? I'm not really there. I'm not faithful. Like like I, almost like she could do anything wrong. I'd be, oh, see, I, I knew I knew this was gonna happen. This is I'm looking more for an out than I am to how to keep this thing solid. Does that make sense? All right, so 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 just so so work with me here. Just just be patient and work with me. So when you're God's building your vision as you get lost in faithfulness in another man's. So I think about as I was a child, like when I first went to went into high school. Uh, I went into high school, and what I wanted to involve myself in is commercial art, right? And then uh, when I got to college, my first major was psychology, and I minored in art. And then I ended up taking business. In both high school and college, I took creative writing. So, and, and in high school, the lady just kept getting me, trying to get me to come to see her after school. Uh, she see me after school. She worked for uh, uh, Ebony, uh, one of the, 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 might be wrong, could have been People, I don't know. It was one of these magazines. So she kept saying, see me after school. Well, I was so focused on basketball. I was like, Man, I can't see after school. I got to run home, get the money, run to the store, Pathmark. Had to run to Pathmark, get the bread, run back home, give them the bread, run to the gym, get first in line, Chancellor Annex, to make sure I get a, I get a run. You know, because I little kid, you know, and I still might not get a run. I might say, I, I'm first in line, I got winners, and they be like, you know, no, you don't. This is, this is Newark. It wasn't like, okay, buddy, no, it'd be like, no, you don't. Sit over there. We'll let you know if you can play. I did all this for basketball. She was asking to see me after school because of what I wrote. What I wrote on my finals and stuff like that. Eh, I was like, eh. Then I go, to, I, go to, I go to college, and I write, and uh, the guy, he, he, they had a... a, a was a magazine or something or a student whatever he was like could I publish some of your stuff in the, in the magazine it's like sure no problem I don't know what he published he could have got paid for it I ain't paying no mind I drew myself for the first time when I was in college I went to the dorm I put, put this big paper up against a large mirror and I drew myself I drew my, my, my little Kango cat I drew my little sweatpants you know with there were upset college basketball on them with the creases and the shades. And it's the first time I ever drew, like, because they taught me how to draw, draw with my arms and stuff like that. Because I, when I was young, I just draw like this. 
I don't know what happened to that art. See, I was out basketball, 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 basketball. What I'm trying to say is these were desires. Art, writing, uh, psychology. Actually, let me tell you why I chose psychology. I said, well, you know what? I'm always helping somebody. This is, this is before I went to college. So maybe, maybe I should be a psychologist till I took the course. <laughs> took the course, I was like, oh, no, no, no. We got to pick something else. My point is I was always helping people before I even got into school. What do I do now? All of our graphics. I do graphics. I write. Just writing for a magazine. From the, I haven't. I, it's been a delay because, because of what we're doing here at the church. But, I, you know, I still talk to the guy in Australia. Um, I even forgot how I met Wayne. To be honest with you, I just forgot. Well, I've been writing for him from time to time. Writing blogs from time to time. What I'm saying is, I got lost in being faithful in God, and he he still gave me the desires of my heart. See, see, what God has for you will include everything in you. Okay? You got me so far? All right, so, 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 uh, 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4. So, 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 we have the format for vision. We have the precious seed. We have how we need to be faithful in another man so God can give us our, faithful in another man's vision so God can give us our own vision. And the whole time we're uh, uh, lost in being faithful, God is building our vision. Because that's, that's God's job. It says, be confident in this very thing. Philippians 1 6. Uh, no, we're at 1 Peter 4, but I'm just quoting Philippians 1 6. Be, be confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work and you will perform it. Right? He'll be, our confidence is God's going to perform what he designed you to do so all your, when you're that confident you can be faithful in another man's. Because you're trusting that what? God's going to give you your own but he's going to manifest or, or uh, transform you into what he purposed for you. Uh, let's see. Verse 8. 7. It says, but the end of all things is at hand. Right? We, we probably all agree with that, right? It says, be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Now, now to be sober is to be clear-minded. To be sober-minded is to be clear-minded. That means you can see vision clearly because it's not skewed by consuming yourself with the things of the world. Ain't that right, Z? Right? Alright, so it says, and above all things, having fervent charity, that charity means love, be fervent in love amongst yourselves. We're operating in loves amongst yourselves. It says, look, for charity or love covers the multitude of sins. Right? Look, verse 9, use hospitality one to another without grudging. Right? See, sometimes we're, we're, we're being hospitable to one another, but it's, it's grudging. Like, what? Nobody else doing this. Why I got to do this? Well, why, why I got to go the extra mile? But it says grudging. Now, verse 10, it's saying why you're doing these things. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. 
as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So it's saying we've all received the, the gift. We've received precious seed. We're supposed to take that and minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. A good steward is a person that has resources, does the right things with the resources, and multiply the resources that they have. So it's saying the best, is, the best investment you can make is in the kingdom. Right? When you give yourself to the king, see, we're giving ourselves to school, we're giving ourselves to, uh, to tradition, we're giving ourselves to ourselves, we're giving ourselves to ourselves, we're giving ourselves to ourselves, but are we giving ourselves to the kingdom? You, you know, it's, it's so tough. I watch people who watch people that look like they're, good, they're shining and look like they're rising, and they have their gift can help them shine even more. And you know, they'll hold back that gift. Because if I give it to them, man, then they're going to shine more. And I'll just hold this for me so I can shine like them. No, 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 no. You'll shine greater than them if you assisted them to shine. See, see that, that you, people choke when they have an opportunity to give their gift. Right? 1 Peter 4.10. See, that's, that's why vision is important. Vision is designed to guide your gifts into a place where it can be used to, to the maximum ability. So, 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 so let's look at your gift as uh, God is starting a spiritual uh, uh, stocks and bonds, right? And so he's, he's going to get you started. He's going to get you started on this, you know, uh, right? He's going to get you started uh, on, on your, 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 your Elohim trade, right? Somebody got that, right? So, <laughs> and he says, okay, here's your precious seed. So remember, he's a, you, got the, uh, you had the, the people with the, the parable of the talents. And he says, the one person, uh, they got the talent, and, and they, they sold it, and they made double, right? Twice as much. Another person got it, and they made double. The other person said, they hid theirs. <laughs> they hid their talent. They hid it, and then when the, when the master came back, he says, the person that had 10, he says, well, give him 10 more. He says, good and faithful servant. Faithful. We just talking about being faithful in another man. Then the other person come back. He said, he, he, he had five men more. He said, give him more. Good and faithful servant. The other person, he went up, he, he said, well, where's yours? He gave him back what he gave him. He said, what are you doing? He says, well, listen, I know you as a, a tough, tough steward. You reap where you have not sown. Ah! Huh! I just like where that feels. You reap where you have not sown. He says, so I didn't want you to break me down. I didn't want to do this. So, so, so I, I went and hid what you gave me so I can give you back what you gave me. He, said, he called him unjust steward. He wasn't faithful. He said, take all that he has and give it to the guy that, had the, that, that, that got the most. Because he was faithful and he was unfaithful. That man give you stuff to lower, to hoard, and to hide. Freely it was given to you. So freely give it away. You act like you, you, like you earned it or something. <laughs> man, listen, right now I do, I do graphics. And um, there's people that, that, that 
have me doing graphics for them, for their businesses and stuff like that. It's for free. Uh, there, are, there, there are people that are paying 375 500 an hour for what they get from us for free. I know this because I've talked to some of them. And then after the conversation, be like, man, we're paying all this money to this person. I done been here for an hour and got more in an hour than I, be, than I was getting. For, it's not us. We ain't giving them nothing. It's, it's God, right? Well, well, that's why we freely giving it to them. Somebody said, you should think about being a life coach. I was like, so it kind of messed me up for a while. Uh, I, was, I, I was consulting with some of my friends. I said, I said, somebody asked me about life coach. Tell me what you think. He said, yeah, man, I think it would be a benefit to you. I said, yeah, but I, I feel bad. Like, how could I be charging people for God's wisdom that I'm getting for free? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can't do it. That's why the CDs are free. SoundCloud is all free. Because it's God's wisdom. Freely he gave it to us. So freely we give it away. So I'm not just telling you this. Oh, oh, listen, I am not stupid. I know somebody that technically knows how to do art and graphics and stuff like that. Technically. What I do, what they get paid, is ridiculous. I'm not dumb. See, but guess what? There's been things afforded to this building right here, this church, freely. If I tell you the hundreds of thousands of dollars that kept us going before when they had five tithers, that's when churches usually fall. Freely, unsolicited, I'm saying. It wasn't no, wasn't no throwing out hints or hustle. See, so, 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 <laughs> All right, just think about it. Just think, think, think about what we say right now. <laughs> so the vision is designed to guide your gift into a place of maximum use. This is the thing. Some people see it. They see the vision, see what they're supposed to do, but then they lose sight of it. Right in the midst of it. Like they're right in the midst of it. The scripture says uh, in James chapter 1, it says the person's beholding himself in the mirror. But then it says he goes his way and forget what manner of man he was. James chapter 1 verses 23 and 24. It says, so, so when he gets around the things of God, he starts to see. He starts to see what he's supposed to do, and what he's supposed to, how he's supposed to flow, and what he's supposed to, how he's supposed to offer his gifts because God has a return on it. Right? So, but then he goes his way. He gets caught up in listening to the advice of people that's never gave nothing to nobody. Never shared nothing. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get mine. Hey, ain't nobody playing me. How's it working for you? See, I just told you right now, we're thinking about something for that young man right now. He was here yesterday as if he worked here. Matter of fact, he was on vacation last week. That guy was here as if he was working here. I was like, I said, are well, you going to be here tomorrow? Pastor. Pastor Connie looked at me like, of course I'm going to be here. And he was diligent. Working. And he was asked to do stuff that didn't make sense to him, but he didn't care. This is what you guys need. I got you covered. He never requests. Matter of fact, how many times we asked that dude, did he want something to eat? All right, he ended up finally eating yesterday. 
like they left some stuff over, some, 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 some leftover from the youth. So he finally got some, what, the whole week. Now I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Like he, he not, not, yeah, if I'm doing all this work, you, you better feed me. He, that wasn't his attitude. Guess what? God's move to say, this is what you need to give him without him requesting it. Without him requesting a thing. He don't even know. He's going to be the first employee. We're just trying to get through this period of finalizing things at the church. He'll be the first employee. Nobody in this building comes as consistent as Marcus. Nobody. I don't think some of you see when you're in the building and you see that those three, four, five, well, I'll give you five weeks of when you were consistently coming to the building. You see when you're here, but you don't see when you're not. Guess what? In Marcus' case, he don't have to measure things that way. He's always here. So he's already working for the church. So that's why God would have him working for the church and paying him. Does this make sense? Yeah, yeah so, so he's faithful in another man's. God's about to give him his own. And it's bigger than that. There's things people are jockeying or want to do, fighting to do, God's going to give to him. I'm talking about areas of ministry. Because he's sowing one area, but God is going to give him a harvest of another one. I know this for a fact. I've already seen it. I said, so this is the thing. When, when you're sowing that precious seed, because he says, he says you come forth like you're crying. Like, <laughs> like you're giving him something. something that, like, honestly, when I gave the heirs program up, I finally had an idea to get me out of this mess. You know, because we, I told you we out of debt now, but we wasn't out of debt then. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. And, and so, so uh, uh, you know, but you, but you got to be obedient. But you got to be obedient. But you got to be obedient. So, 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 so we gave that thing up. And, <laughs> and, and like, it, it, it does have a pull. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. It's suffering. It has the sense of suffering. Because now you, you have something that seems sure. And now you've, 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 you've sown it into uncertainty. And now you, all you can trust is God. How is this thing going to work out? All you trust in is God. Right? And so, so, so Romans 8.18. So, so, so again, when you start to, to, to take that seed from... Uh, the world and sow it into the kingdom you move to a new system of operation see as long as you have it in the world then you're subject to their evaluations you're subject to their system you're subject to uh, what do we call it uh, politics uh, somebody said it this week favor ain't fair when you sow into the kingdom you now you're operating in the system of favor you're, it don't even have to line up like getting a building that's worth seven hundred thousand, that's for three fifty, and you finance at two eighty, it don't have to make sense, right? I mean, you in real estate? Is that happening every day? <laughs> On twenty one acres with a lake outside, yeah. And I tell y'all this, y'all don't know it, but somebody walked, drove up to me and said, "Yeah, yeah, uh, they offered the last pastor to buy the lake." <laughs> <laughs> 
Right? This is what he said. He said, he says, uh, so, you know, I told him, um, I, I, I you who the guy is because you might want to connect with the guy. He live right back here. It lines up with what you do. So don't let me forget. All right, so he said, he said, he said, man, he said, I told him, uh, such and such, uh, if you give the church a good offer, they'll, they'll probably sell it to you. Then he said this. He said, it's only water. I mean, I mean, what y'all going to do with it anyway? It's just water. It's only water. It's a lake, man. If I purchased a house and it had a lake on it, and I go, man, we need to do something with this lake, man. We get rid of this lake, babe. We good. That add value to the whole thing. Right? So, 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 why? Why, why? why why'd you drive by? You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's that, it had, it had not, listen, I just talked to somebody the other day. They said, what? What? And they just kept saying, what? I said, yeah, yeah, we got a building, this, that, and the other. What? What? They just kept saying, what? Because in their mind, they're like, that doesn't naturally add up. Because it wasn't naturally done. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't naturally done. Look, look. Then, then I heard this. Y'all in the city limits? Like y'all near Charlotte? And then, uh, I don't know if it was him or somebody was telling me, the, the fight to get real estate in the vicinity. We've been in three locations in the same area. One location was two minutes from the, the, the other location. This one's five minutes from that location. Only God can do that. It's God. Now listen, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I know I ain't do nothing. I ain't even find the building. The Lord sent her out here. Look, look. I ain't need to find it. I just need to be faithful. <laughs> faithful in another man's God. Give you your own. All right, so, 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 so what I'm saying is uh, Romans 8, 8.18. Because I'm going to show you, in God, this is God's system scripture. Uh, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, right, are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. The suffering this present time doesn't measure up to the weight of glory coming. Now what the glory is, the, the, the riches, the wealth, and the gold, you can study it out, Isaiah 61, for yourself. Like everything, it, it, the suffering don't even compare to what's coming. Now that's God's kingdom and God's system. The world system is the pleasures of this pleasant time aren't worthy to be compared to the nightmares. The weight of the nightmares, the weight of the frustration that's coming. See, in the world, the, material, the materials and the success of this present time doesn't measure up to the weight of the suffering coming. See, the world's trying to get you to flip it. Instead of you waiting on God's glory to be revealed, they want you to have some temporary pleasures, hoard your seed, and experience the weight of suffering coming. Look at, look, at the, look at the success you've had, and look at the suffering you're in. You, you, you already, it's already played out. That, that's, that's not me putting nobody down, man. That's, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm just telling you what God's trying to tell you. He's trying to get us to flip it. 
And then we ignore the suffering as if, no, this ain't really happening. And then we start to call it like making up testimonies and stuff. You don't have to make up no testimony. God's not done with me yet. Whether you open your mouth to say that or not, he ain't done. But sometimes you done with you. God might not be done, but you've been done with you. Right? That wasn't being sarcastic. Right? See, see, so, okay, all right, all right. So did you get that? So we got to watch trying to get something at the expense of the, the moments we're in. And this is what I mean by that. We're so busy focusing on what we want, we're not being faithful where we're at. So we're skipping faithfulness and keep focusing on what we want. Like a lot of times we're focusing on a, on a, on a, on a, on a wife. I want a wife. And we're skipping the faithfulness that it takes for you to draw the wife in. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added. We want our marriage healed. But we're skipping what it takes to be faithful in the marriage we have. Right? We want our ministry. But we're skipping what it takes to be faithful in the ministry we're in. We want our vision and our dreams to manifest. But we're skipping what it takes to be faithful in the dreams that God has put around you for you to bless and to sow in. Right? This is the thing, and then we 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 get into delusion and confusion. So we intoxicate ourselves, only to make us bloviate as if we're happy with something our sober self would never tolerate. So so we get so intoxicated with things of the world. I gotta, I gotta just keep myself busy. I gotta keep doing this. I gotta get in the lust. I gotta get, do do all this. I, I gotta drink. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta go to this party. I gotta do that. We do all these things. It it it, it clouds you. Now you bloviate, you, 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 you hype up. Listen, we used to do it. We used to be out in, in, in Jersey. We'd be out at the club. We'd come back, yo, man, we was at the club, man. Yo, what? oh, we was blind. We, this is what we used to call it, too. Y'all got different names. We used, oh, man, y'all, we got blind last night, man. We got, imagine we bragging. We got blind last night. Yo, yo, we down, we did. We, we hyping it up. Ain't nobody have a good time. I'm just be honest. We just lying. But we invested time. So once we've invested time, we got to hype it like it's a good time. Otherwise, we wasted time. Right? That's no respect to age. You're young, right? And I'm telling the truth. Because you get in your car, you'd be like, man, I done wasted all my time. Hoping nobody, you know, nobody you was hanging with hear you talking to yourself. Man, he's, he's sorry, you know can't trust them anyway you know like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you, you, I'm just saying you, you, you do all this stuff it intoxicates you yeah. it clouds you yeah. you can't see vision clearer right. even if you use you, you, uh, videos this and that you can't see but you hype it up Jesus. you hype up something and you're satisfied with something that your sober self would never oh, take God. Your sober self would never allow that mess. And that's what I'm saying. Because I've seen some of you sober. But I see you clouded too. And I'm not just talking about the people that smoke and drink. I know we got people that smoke and drink in here. That's, it, it, look, some of y'all sitting there going, mm-hmm, smoking and drinking. You get them, pastor. I'm not just talking about them. I'm talking about the people that have been drinking that pride. Smoking that pride. 
Talking about them too. Drinking and smoking that lust. Ah! Why are you putting down other people? Yeah, see, what I'm saying. This is because Pastor love y'all. You know, I've got to catch myself. I go off the deep end here. <laughs> Listen. Our purpose is to help people to see their vision. We designed for that. Like, no, 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 not that we, are, that we ain't suffering to do that. It ain't work. It ain't like, oh, man, we don't help them see what they supposed to do. No. No. We're like, great. That's why I was smiling up here, man, listening, watching them sing. I mean, I, I was, I was, the anointing was hitting me, but even more, it was hitting me even harder because of who was the God was using. I've been this way my whole life. I love seeing people on purpose. So, 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 God said, hey, I, come on, man, I can use you as a pastor because you'll let me use you as a pastor. You'll let, you'll let me use you to help people to fulfill their purpose. It won't be about you. Oh, no, no. Hype, hype yourself if you want. This is sarcastic. Hype yourself what you want. See, your sober self be mad. That's why you aches, that's where them aches and pains coming from. Your sober self, like, uh, listen, I'm trying to get you to wake up, man. Your sober self is like... Causing disease and sickness. Like, listen, I'm not going. You can go. You go. Y'all can go. I'm not going. I can see you sober self on the inside. Go. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it now. You, you, you're rebelling against what you're supposed to be faithful in. I'm rebelling against you. I ain't doing it. You can go on your own. Hey, he said, how can you go on your own and you're still living in your body? The Bible says the prodigal son had to come to himself. 2 Timothy 2 says you can oppose yourself. James chapter 1 says you can deceive yourself. It didn't say nobody else. It says you can deceive you. You can keep yourself stuck in the same place and tell yourself you're going somewhere. Alright. Don't be getting no attitude with me. Well, I'm just a messenger. All right, so uh, let's see. We got to end, right? <laughs> let's end on this scripture. Second Peter 1. We at least clear up some of these clouds so we can get to what we're supposed to be doing. It's a fulfilling thing to be growing in vision, participating in vision, even if you haven't arrived yet, it's just a wonderful thing. Um, it's not something to, to, to really play with. So 2 Peter, let's start with 3. Let's do, we'll do 3 through 9. 2 Peter 1, 3 through 9. It says, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So God wants us to have the things that pertain to living this life out, but also the things that's going to facilitate us living a godly life. This is through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Man, I really want to give y'all something today, but I guess I'll wait till next week. Mm. It's, <laughs> I really, really, 
maybe I'll glance over it. Um, it says, whereby are given us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of his divine nature. Look, look, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust, the things that's in intoxicating us. It says, beside this, giving all diligence, it's assuming that you're going to be disciplined. It says, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. So faith ain't enough. It says, and, add, and to virtue, add knowledge. So virtue ain't enough. It says, and to knowledge, temperance. So knowledge is not enough. And to temperance, patience. So temperance is not enough. And to patience, godliness. So patience is not enough. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. So godliness, godliness is not godliness is godly, godliness is not enough, right? Brotherly kindness. Look, and to brotherly kindness, charity, love. So brotherly kindness is not enough. No, no, no. Verse eight. For if these things be in you and abound, remain. So you just can't visit these things. They make you that you shall need to be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look, verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind. Look, and cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Look, blind and can't see afar off. That means you can't see in the future. You can't see vision. You can't see out ahead of you. If you lack these things that was listed. Like, like you need to take this, that passage of scripture, Put it on your mirror and try to line yourself up with those things. Because some of us are happy because, well, I'm patient. Well, I believe I'm godly. Look, it's telling you all these things you need to add. And it says if you don't add them, you don't have to add them, but you're going to be blind. But you're going to think you see. That's the tough thing about blindness. The tough thing about blindness is we think we see. So we think our prayers are unanswered because we, we know we're praying. It's, it's not that we're not praying. It's not about how we're praying. It's how we're living. The scripture says God can't hear the prayer of the sinner. John chapter 9 verse 31. So it's not. Say, 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 so something, we're praying. But we're not, if we're not praying out of a sober mind and obedience. The prayers are not being answered because of how you're living. So I didn't tell you how you was living. I'm not in your house. I'm saying, if the prayers aren't answered, it's for a reason. Right? So we come to church, we're convicted by the word. Why not change? Why not try to change? Ah, oh, man. Alright, so, so, how to do this? Huh? You said do it? Well, because I was trying to see if I should just hold this. Look, look, look. Press the C. You know how to hold this. It's be sweet for next week. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I, I really wanted to give it to you today because I know the holidays are coming up. And I want you to have a some type of guide here. All right, so, so okay, real quick. So I'm going to do this kind of fast. You got to take notes because we can't be here all day. So you have, vision is like a peek into your blind spot, okay? So when we're blind, the tough part is it creates blind spots. So, so I use the word blind spots because we relate to that, those that have a license, those that drive us, some of you have been with your parents driving, and they're going to change lanes, 
That car came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. That car was there the whole time. It was in what? A blind spot. So we have spiritual blind spots. So that means there's something there that we can't see. And we're trying to change the lanes of our life, but we're about to have an accident. Right? Because we are not aware of what's in the blind spot. Now, I have to give you this. So Ephesians, because I got to give you the scripture that's going to explain what I'm about to say. So the scripture for this, this is a, some of y'all should already have this scripture as a part of your prayer. If not, you can have it now. Uh, uh, Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. You can just write it down because I'm, I'm just going to read through it real quick. All right, so it says, uh, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so, so he's praying, he's bowing his knees, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So he says the family, we have family in heaven and earth. It says that he will grant you according to his riches, uh, according to the riches of his glory, look, to be strengthened with might by his spirit and the inner man, get some inner strength and discipline, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, look, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints. So he's saying that most of the saints have crossed over to a certain level. Comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. The whole picture. The breadth, length, depth, and height. The whole picture. So, so, so it's, it's almost like a four dimensional world. Breadth, length, depth, and height. And so, so there's a, there's a, how could I put it? That breath, no, I'm sorry, is, is breath, which is length together, is depth. Yeah, I said it. Breath, length, depth, and height. All right, so, so the length is how, is distance, is how God reaches us. It's how God reaches us. And that's through fellowship. The breath is how God serves us. And obviously, that's through, you know, witness. The depth is how God loves us. And of course, you know, that's through uh, the, his word, or the, the wisdom through his word. And then the height is how God empowers us, revealing his power. Basically, what I just gave you was the disciple's cross. I just gave you the disciple's cross from our discipleship class. 